Welcome to the Social Source Podcast. I'm Hayley Hilton, your host and social media coach. If you're finally ready to start showing up on social with confidence, flow, and ease in a way that feels soul aligned and authentic to you, then you're in the right place. I want to help you become the go-to person in your space to raise your profile and your prices to finally go from solopreneur to the CEO of your business. You ready? Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Social Source Podcast. I am so happy you're here. So, how's your week been? What's going on with you? I always look forward to these podcast recordings. It's like this chance to, I don't know, like process all that's going on, all of this information into like a concise episode. So I really enjoy that process. It just helps you also get like clarity on some of the things that you've been thinking about. Highly recommend starting a podcast for anyone that's thinking about it. And today's been a good day. Today's been a good day. I had to do some research for a consulting job, which required hours of research on TikTok. What are the latest food trends, which was just like fascinating. And now all I feel like eating is pasta. So tonight it's going to be some kind of like cheesy pasta for dinner. I'm craving it. Okay. Then I had, um, we had day three of Align and Align is a current program that I'm running all about getting your current offering, your social media, your online business in alignment with your bigger vision, with who you actually are and what feels good to you. And I just have to say, like, I really, really appreciate and love the women inside this group. It's an incredible group of women. And one of the things that we've been talking about a lot is bringing your brand to life visually, right? And when it's your own business, when it's your own personal brand, that can get really deep and personal, right? Because it's like, what do I like? Who am I? What do I want? What does that look like? And it's like, what is my expression of me in the digital world? And this can send us on these quests to find ourselves, like what our brand identity should look like. And I've been back and forth with mine. And only recently, like in the last two years, I started getting into astrology. And astrology taught me so much about myself. And I just learned so much that actually helped me in curating my brand identity. And today we have an expert on the subject. Okay. I'm so excited that I have this special guest join me on the podcast today. She's going to help us all out. Okay. Her name is Tony Zamora and she is a business astrologer, brand coach, and founder of an astrology based creative studio, helping entrepreneurs create soul aligned brands with an emphasis on originality. So I can't wait to get into this conversation with you guys. We talk about your sun sign, but we also go deeper. We talk about the role of planets. We talk about houses and how that helps you create a magnetic brand, how that helps you stand out in your original self. And listen, if you're pretty new to astrology, you're just dipping your toes in, don't worry. You can go to astro.com. You can go to CoStar Astrology, Astro Cafe, any online astrology tool that will help you get your birth chart. Once you have your birth chart, you'll see your signs, your houses, and your planet placements, okay? So once you have that, this will be really helpful for you. Okay, I can't wait for you to hear the episode. Let's get into it. 
for a little bit of background for anyone listening, I um how I found Tony, thanks to the internet. I was at the gym one day and whenever I'm at the gym and I get really bored, I listen to a podcast. And so I was scrolling through like all the podcasts, my favorite podcast list. And I saw this interview with Natalia Benson and it was about astrology and branding. And yeah. Yes. That just spoke to me. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds interesting because I've recently got into astrology and I find it fascinating. And I'm somebody who, when I started my own business, really struggled with finding that branding identity. And there was something that you said in that podcast where you were like, you know, we feel like we have so many different facets of ourselves and they're all like compartmentalized. And I felt like I was like, I'm moody one day. And so that's how I want to show up. And then I was like, but it's like bright colors, high vibe the other the, the next day. And my <laughs> yeah. brand was all over the place. It was like, yeah. who am I? Like, what am I? Yeah. Who am I? This is the question that yeah. comes when you go on social media and you're like, have to brand yourself. So I would love it if you could tell us a bit about your journey with finding your own branding and how astrology helped you in that. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. And first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here and I'm excited for this chat because I feel like we're going to dive even deeper than that previous podcast. And you and I will be able to just like dive into some of the nuances that come with astrology because astrology can be so confusing. So I like to break things down and just make it really easy. So my story is really similar to yours, actually. I really struggled with finding my brand identity. I spent a lot of time personally on the brand identity. Like I would design something, scrap it. I was doing a ton of research, like any business owner, like that's what you do when you're starting a business. I was just an astrologer just to begin with. And so what do you do when you're an astrologer and you're starting a business? I looked up other astrologers. I looked at what they were doing. I looked on social media. Like you said, I started following other astrologers. I thought, They've got to know what they're doing. So if I just do what they do, then I'll be successful by, you know, I just thought that that was the process, which is far from true, right? Very far from true. And so from an identity perspective, I just looked at, well, they're posting pictures of planets. Everything is kind of like purple and black because that's what the sky looks like. And so I'll just do that. I'll come up with some fonts and then brand myself in that way. And what happened was that I started to feel extreme imposter syndrome. And it wasn't about the fact that I wasn't a talented astrologer. I had been studying for years and the knowledge was there, but that I was showing up as somebody else, right? And that felt inauthentic to who I was. So that's when I started to unravel, is what I call, because I had to go on a deep discovery session of who I really am, right? It's just like how you mentioned in the beginning. And I had to figure out, well, who am I and what do I like and what do I want to express myself as, right? Because it's your creative self-expression. That's what your branding is. And what do I want to communicate and what do I want to get across and who do I want to work with, right? And that's what branding is. And so for me, branding is like the deeper part of your business and the brand identity is only 10% of your business. It's a small portion. And that other 90% is everything that the people who work with you feel. And so for me, I needed to focus on that versus focusing on like, okay, well, what colors am I going to pick today? Because to your point, 
you know, I am very emotional and I have emotional waves, right? And so one day I might be moody and dark and I want my branding to look that way, like you said, right? Or I might be really like high vibe that day and I'm like, yeah, let's make everything rainbows, you know, and unicorns. But that flexes with time. But what doesn't change is the 90%, which is who I truly am, what I'm here to say, who I'm here to inspire, you know, my messaging, right? That's never going to change because that's who I am on a true deep level. So my journey began with diving into my own chart in astrology and figuring out who I actually am. And now that's evolved. Like I blend a little bit of astrology, human design, gene keys, a couple of different tools together. But at a core level, I'm focusing not outwards on what everybody else is doing, but inwards on who I am. And I'm discovering that day by day. I love that. Yes. What is it? about, I mean, I hear the story so often how we look outside of ourselves for that validation, like, am I doing this right? You know, I was the same, like, just like, how is everyone else doing this? Give me the (laughs) blueprint and I'll follow it. Instead of, like you said, like your first intuition, like going inside and being like, I trust whatever is coming up from inside. And, And it's great that it looks different from everybody else. Yeah. And I tend to think of us, especially like entrepreneurs and business owners, like we are artists, right? And so it's like a painter is not going to think about, well, let me go look at like what this artist is painting and I'm just going to do something similar, right? It doesn't tend to work that way. Like the artist looks at a blank canvas and expresses themselves based on what they're feeling, right? What's going on internally. And so to think about yourself in that way, when you're starting a business, it's like, you don't actually have to look outside at what everybody else is doing. What you need to do is inside to do a check and like, what, what it is that I like, who am I, you know, like, what's my vibe? Like, that's what the identity is supposed to communicate because your brand identity in a sense is just communication. So you have to ask yourself, what am I here to communicate? What is it that I want to communicate? And then the visuals will just pair to that and give you like that added level of like, "Mm, that looks really nice. I'm going to see what she's doing. However, what keeps them is everything else, my messaging, my vibe, right? Who I am, who I am in my embodied expression, not that I used a pretty color of pink. People don't really care about that. So I think it's like taking that mental shift of you don't have to look outside, look inside and figure out what it is you want to express. And then the identity will match that. Right. Yeah. And in that process, I also found that when it was like, you know, who are you? And it was like, what do you like? Even that question, you know, I struggled with like, what do I really like, you know? And somebody, yeah. I heard on a podcast, somebody was talking about how if you're a people pleaser, you can spend so much time in your head that you can lose what it feels like in your body for something to be a hell yes or a hell no. So you have yeah. to get into your body and be like, you were saying like, what feels good? Like, what do I make towards? Absolutely. And and I find personally that if you have any sort of aspects in astrology to Neptune, which I took a look at your chart, you do, I do, right? So if you have an aspect to Neptune, that it can cause a lot of unclarity in who you are, right? And a lot of people have this placement and they don't even know it. So if Neptune, well, so if you're in your 30s, right? Neptune was 
probably in Capricorn at that time, right? Or it was in Capricorn at that time. So if you have your son in any of the cardinal signs like Cancer, Libra, Aries, or if you've got a placement really close to those signs, or Neptune is making like a square or an opposition or any sort of relationship or aspect to any of your sun, your moon, or your rising, then it's going to make things a little cloudy. I'm like, who am I? So when you ask yourself that question, nothing might come up and that's okay. Because sometimes you need to just take the time and then clarity will come with time. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I struggle with that. Okay. Yeah. Because Neptune too, like on a deeper level, you know, astrology is so much deeper than just like horoscopes, right? And it really is looking to help us evolve over time and have our soul evolve over time. So when Neptune makes a placement to any of, you know, what I talked about, any of those inner planets or significant planets in your own chart, it's trying to help you learn more about spirituality, finding God, right? And so if you're unclear on who you are, then you're going to go on a quest, right? It's a lifelong quest of searching for deeper meaning. And that's what Neptune does. So I look at it as a blessing as well, right? Because if you don't know who you are, then you'll go on this quest to search for who you are in many different places. And that's where you'll find astrology. That's where you'll find, you know, religion. That's where you'll find, you know, whatever it is that you find, you know, and you wouldn't do that if you didn't have this placement. So it's actually a good thing because you get to discover yourself over the course of your lifetime and who you are. So I would say also, if nothing comes up, when you start to sit with yourself and say, what is it that I want to embody? See if you have an aspect to Neptune and then see how you can just sit with that and say, okay, this is going to take time and it's going to evolve over time. Cause that's, you know, that's part of the journey. That's so good. Now, when you're sitting down with a, a new client and they come to you for like their brand identity. Where do you start with their birth chart? Like, how do you look at the birth chart and then look at them and say, okay, this is where I see your brand identity direction. What are the things you're looking for? Yeah, it's a pretty complex process, I will say. So I take a look at many things, like I mentioned, but I'm looking at your chart holistically as a whole. I look at every single planet, what it's doing in every house. I also take a look at multiple charts. So I look at your progress chart, which I talked about on Natalia's podcast, which is just progressing your chart forward. You know, it's a day for a year method. So for example, if you're 30, you would progress your chart forward 30 days and take a look at what's going on in that chart. Because if the sun has moved signs or your moon has moved signs or your sun is making a different aspect to a different planet, that's going to give me a flavor of what period you're at in your life right now. It's like almost looking at your internal cycles, right? And that'll tell me a lot because maybe you were born, you know, a Pisces, but then it's moved into Aries. So it's like, you're still a Pisces, but you've got this like Aries period that you're going through where you're like, you know, testing and learning, right? So you'll start to see like how the soul is evolving in this current time, right? And then I also blend a little bit of human design and gene keys, like I told you, but I think like, My process is I've got a lot and I take a look at everything. But if you're starting off, yeah, yeah, you're speaking to a complete beginner. Like, let's say I don't, yeah, new to astrology. Yeah. Yeah. If you're new to astrology, then I would start with the sun. I think the sun is the most underrated placement in the chart because I think we tend to think of our sun as like 
in a horoscope sense. So it's like, oh, I'm a cancer, so I'm moody, right? Or I'm a Pisces, so I'm really dreamy. And then that's about as far as it goes, right? (laughs) But if you take a deeper look at the real meaning of the sun, the sun is why you reincarnated in this lifetime, right? So it is your karmic calling. It is it is why you are here and what it is that you're looking to fulfill. It is absolutely your purpose. It is also your superpower in your business. So I like to lean into the sun as much as I can and understand like what sign it's in and what house it exists in as well. So, you know, if you're a cancer, I'm a cancer. So it's like, if I'm a cancer, what is the deeper meaning? It's not just that I'm moody. It's not that I'm just emotional, right? Because I'm ruled by the moon. It's like, what's the deeper meaning? I'm actually here to provoke emotion out of people, right? And so a lot of people tend to live their life on the shallow end of the pool, right? They don't want to get deep into feelings, but I'm actually meant to like dive a little bit deeper, right? And get people to feel. And so that's why it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm here to like provoke emotion, right? So how do I do that? And so starting to think about the deeper meaning, right? So looking at your son is a great place to start and understanding what the sign is and the house. And, and what does the house tell you? Yeah. So the house tells me like where in your life this is manifesting. So for example, if you have your son in the 10th house, then this is going to manifest through your outward appearance, right? So it could be like your career, right? Or it could be like your reputation. It's how people see you from an outside perspective. Or if your son is in the 12th house, right, this can manifest, you know, very differently. You know, the the 12th house is more hidden. So it could be something that's like, you have got this hidden superpower that nobody knows about, right? And when you're alone and when you're, you know, maybe in a rest cycle, this is like what comes up for you, right? So it really just depends. The house is the where, right? Mm-hmm. Sign is the how. So how it manifests, like what the flavor is, like, is it an Aries flavor? Is it like, go, 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 right? Or is it more calm, like a Pisces energy, right? So you think about like, that's the how. Mm-hmm. And then the sun is is the what, which is your karmic calling, your purpose and why you're here. So you can dive into the sun if you're a beginner. And then I think going even deeper. For me, I use the moon phases that you were born under. I use that a lot in my business as far as like creating the branding, because the moon phase will tell me a lot about your vitality as well too, right? Like, do you have a lot of vitality to be in your business all the time? Or do you have very little vitality and you need to create offers that kind of work when you're not around so that you can rest more in your life and not work as much, right? So I use that a lot too, because that's like a game changer. So for me, the branding is not just the identity. When I work with a client, I'm working on their entire brand as a whole. So what kind of offers they have, what their messaging is, who they're targeting, what's their marketing strategy, what's their social media strategy. That to me is branding. It's the whole thing. And okay. So it's, yeah, it's a business inside out. And how do you work on the visual identity, which is just the tip of the iceberg? Like you said, like the visual style, the fonts, the colors you choose, that is the feeling, the emotion. It's a tip of the iceberg. Obviously, there's that foundation. And how do you get that? I mean, obviously, you're working through this foundation. But yeah, how do you get to that point where you're like, okay, this is your birth chart. And therefore, this is what I feel like this is going to look like. Yeah. And it's to your point. It's like you just nail on the head. It's like from from the foundation up. So once you've got that foundation of like, here's who I am. 
here's why I'm here and what I'm here to do, right? Then you get a level of, okay, this is my messaging. Here's what I'm communicating. You just start going up, right? Up, 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 up. Then when you get to the top, you've already gone through who your audience is. And I base it on the audience for me. So a lot of times, like you mentioned, you're going to have emotional waves and what you like is going to change a lot, right? Because you might see something shiny and think, oh, I got to do that now, right? Or trends will come and go. So for me, I focus on who your audience is. So I look at the 11th and the seventh house and sometimes even the third house. But I look at this as like a magic triangle of what's going on as far as your audience, who they are, and then you want to create the identity that attracts those people. So once you have a deep understanding of what you're here to communicate. So for example, if you're here to communicate unlimited possibility and getting rid of limited beliefs and really moving into a life that is just like more peaceful and love and happiness because there are no limits, right? So say that's your message. Mm -hmm. But you are targeting a certain specific audience who is like, you know, maybe they're kind of fiery. Then I create the identity that matches the audience and what they're looking for. So while you might be talking about limitless possibilities, sure, you could focus on like doing really light, peaceful colors. That's a very peaceful message. But your audience might be more fiery. So you need to communicate it in a way that's like, hey, you don't have to live this way, right? How my voice just changed. It's like more impactful. And you can live this life you know, by removing X limiting beliefs, right? And then your identity matches a more like fiery expression. So maybe you focus on like bright colors, like more like a red, right? To attract them in, you focus on big, bold, right? Fonts and things like that. So I base it more on who your audience is specifically. Okay. So that it stands out and speaks to them and they feel drawn, magnetized almost into your- It magnetizes. Exactly. That's- That's what happens because it does magnetize. You have to think about like what the message is and then how the message needs to be communicated because that is the brand identity. It's just kind of communicate and reinforce the message. Another good example of this is like Tony Robbins, right? Like he is fiery, right? And he is going to like activate you and light you up as a coach, right? So his message is very similar to that. It's like unlimited possibility. You can make your, you know, make yourself a millionaire. You can become this, right? You don't have to live the way that you do. But if, for example, if he did all of his branding in a way that was like watery, very soft, dainty letters, right? You would be like, what? Right? This yes. is something you would yes. feel energetically that something was off. Right. But in the way that he communicates and gets on stage, it's like he puts his name up. It's bold letters. Right. It's like big blues, big reds. Right. So it's it's communicating his message. It's reinforcing the message. So whatever your message is, figuring out what reinforces that based on the audience and what they want to hear and see and feel. I tend to think of it more as like an ecosystem. So starting to look at your chart as like an an ecosystem. So I talked about this relationship between the seventh, 11th and the third house, right? It's like, I'm going to start calling it like the magic triangle, right? So if you take a look at that, they're going to be all in the same element, right? So for yours is an air, mine happens to be in fire, right? And somebody else might be air, uh, water and earth. Okay. So from that perspective, taking a look at, that archetype, like what are they actually looking from for you? So I personally start with the seventh house. So I am an Aries in the seventh house. So I know that 
being in relationship with me is very activating. I'm like, let's go, right? I have that like Tony Robbins energy when you're in one-on-one relationship with me. So I know that my audience is looking for that from me, right? So you have to put your strategic hat on, right? Because a lot of us are in very spiritual entrepreneur journeys, right? Like we're healers, we're coaches, we're astrologers, right? But I think that we tend to forget that we're running a business and there does have to be a strategy, right? So it's a blend of that feminine and masculine. You can be super creative and have a strategy, right? Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. So if I put my strategic hat on, I know that people want to be activated by me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've got a fire magic triangle. Right. We'll call it. And so everything that I communicate needs to have a punch and needs to activate. It needs to be inspiring and get people up and running. So from an identity perspective, I might want to focus, like I said, on bold fonts, very fiery colors like oranges and red, something that's going to activate something inside of you. So if you have water ecosystem, right which would be Scorpio, Cancer, Pisces, then that ecosystem, again, in the seventh, 11th, and the third house would feel a lot different, right? Mm -hmm. It would be more calm and watery, right? Mm -hmm. You would be talking about provoking emotion, right? From people and getting people to feel, getting people to heal their emotions, right? You're a healer kind of archetype. So that's very different. You wouldn't want to do bold fonts and red colors and things like that, right? You would want to focus on something that's more flowy. So I would focus on like fonts that are that have got some like feminine aspect to them, almost like kind of curvy, maybe do like a script font or something that has some sort of flow or wave. And then your imagery is going to really matter too, right? So it's like doing imagery or, you know, having imagery that evokes emotion. So it could be you focus on, you know, putting pictures of like water or something that's like more calming Or it could be just something that like is like, oh, that stirs up something inside of me. It makes me emotional. Right. You could focus on having like blues and purples and colors like that that are just like definitely reinforcing like your message of like the water. Right. If you're you got air. Right. Which is yours. But if you've got an air triangle, then maybe you want to focus on something more futuristic. Maybe you have like a really cool futuristic font. Right. That has like. I've seen a lot of really cool fonts lately that have got like a mix of like serif and sans serif, right? And like different sort of characters that you wouldn't think normally go together, they kind of go together. So that's really cool. And you can focus on like that futuristic message. Like I want to create a better future for us, right? Like I'm here to actually change the collective. And so I want to inspire you in that way to change your way of thinking, right? Air is a lot about intellect. So you'll talk about like subconscious reprogramming and changing your mindset, right? And you could do imagery that really focuses on like air, right? So I like to do a lot of imagery that focuses on like wind. So even you can have like fabrics kind of like moving in the wind. You're going to think about like that faster energy, right? It's much quicker. You can focus on like yellows and things like that. That's like typically an air archetype or even just like softer colors, but definitely have like that movement. So I would focus on like fonts that kind of move animations, right? Things like that would be really cool for the Aries art or the air archetype. And then we've got earth, one of my favorites. So if you've got like an earth, magic triangle, 
then you could focus on something that feels really grounded and stable. This is also has a lot to do with like the healer archetype as well, but you could focus on like greens, right? Or colors that are indicative of like the earth, right? So it could be like browns and nudes and then something that's really like grounded and stable. So a lot of times if you've got like an earth triangle, I'll focus on like all caps, just something that feels like really stable and grounded, or maybe it's like caps at the bottom. So it feels like it's got like a foundation and then some like sort of something else like a script on top. So it could be really anything. You could focus on like pictures with nature, right? So that's just an example of like, you're drawing people in based on your message of whatever it is that your ecosystem is communicating. Amazing. And it's like, I'm sure that inherently a lot of people are drawn to these kind of visuals that they may not realize are in that archetype already. Like I know if I go on Pinterest, like just what you said, I'm drawn to all of those things naturally without being aware of it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen like where people are interested in like, you know, those yellows, right. Or something like that. Or they're interested in like, even I think with air, a lot of times it's taking like something that has been around for a long time, but giving it a new spin. So I've seen where some clients are like, I really want to focus on like this Egyptian vibe for some reason. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you're going back, but you're like making it more modern and cool in this time. So it could be like, really, it could be so wide, but I would think about like that archetype. What am I expressing? And then how can my visuals pair to that? Amazing. Yeah. I think about a lot about, like you were saying, also like the masculine and feminine, because what I'm noticing now is a lot more, I'm seeing a lot more feminine selling, like like really powerful women who have built these businesses, but they're drawing you in and you like, you're seeing these visuals, you're seeing these videos and, and you don't even know how much it costs, when it starts, what it's about, but you're like, I want that. Sign me up. Yes. Paid and full. Like that looks amazing. I want to be part of that. And it's purely through that brand identity that you're getting pulled into that world. Yeah. But I think like the brand identity is what you're going to see. But then once you're on that page, it's all about what you feel. And if you see yourself in that person's branding, that's the key, right? So it's like, is the way that they're talking to you in a way that inspires you, stimulates your mind, you feel like you identify with that archetype that they're communicating, right? So it's all about that. And that's what creates that magnetism that draws you in. Because if you got onto the page, it looked beautiful, but then there wasn't a lot of substance or you didn't see yourself in that brand, you would just turn back. Right. But it's, it's that they figured out and those people, while they've got this like feminine flow to their branding, I guarantee you, they have a strategy. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs lack. Like I want to avoid strategy because that feels masculine and restrictive of my creative flow. When in fact, it actually supports your creative flow. It's the foundation that once you've got that, then your creativity just like flies wide open, right? Because you don't have to worry about what it is that you're trying to communicate, all of those details. You've already figured that out in the discovery phase. You're not just hoping for the best and just putting it out there and seeing what works. Yeah. Yeah. And like what you what you said about substance is also such an important one because so many, like I used to work in an advertising agency and I used to work in social, like I work in social media, but in an ad agency. And so often we used to have, you know, really big brands come in and they were like, we want to create some buzz. We want something that everybody in town is talking about. We want something that pops, you know, on social media. Right. And all they would think about is like, 
the graphic, like how the font would pop out at you and how busy this graphic could be and how loud the music could be to get attention. And it's like, and then they were like, make the ad shorter, make it three seconds because that's what counts, you know? And I was like, what if you made something so incredible that people would watch it for three minutes, but it had yeah. like it had something to it, but there's such a, a fight for like attention, like attention is disappearing. Let's just do whatever we can to jump in front of and just disrupt people's experience. And it's yeah. like, no, it doesn't have, like, if you don't have substance to that, if there's nothing more than that, you've just, what is it? It's like a shot in the dark, like a shooting star. Yeah. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And I think we're moving away from that type of marketing. You know, I don't think I think, you know, I'm aware of the trends of social media and like we're moving towards video and things are shorter and shorter. However, I believe that the universe supports you deeply when you embody who you are. And so if it is longer form, right, like if you're supposed to tell a story, like you mentioned three minutes, what if you do a 10 minute video, but it's so impactful that you're telling a story that they feel connected to you, that you've planned who it's for, why they should be a part of it. Those people are going to come. And what I love about embodying your astrology through your brand is that it repels who's not for you. That's the biggest thing, because I, I love that you talked about that in the beginning of like being a recovering people pleaser. That's what I call myself, too. You know, it's like you're not for everybody and that's OK. Right. So understanding that magic triangle, you know, now we're calling it of like, what's it like to be in relationship with you? Mm-hmm. And that's not for everybody. Yes. Right. So the people who are going to work with you and who are going to be fans of you and who are going to come back again and again and again are because you express who you really are. And it's okay if that's not for everybody. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Learning for a people pleaser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It doesn't serve you on social media because you can't, you need to be so specific. Yeah. And I think the more specific, the better. And I think what I tend to see in the industry is that a lot of people don't want to feel restricted in their creative flow. That's where people are. This is just like, I can't stress that enough because they're like, I don't want to say who it's for because I want to help everybody. I'm a healer. And it's like, yes, you're a healer. However, think Mm -hmm. a little bit deeper. Like I invite you to just, I talked about like, you know, the deep end of the pool. I'm diving deep, like get into your emotions and think a little bit deeper. Who would you love to serve in this lifetime? It's, I guarantee you, it's not everybody. Would you like to serve somebody who's close-minded, who doesn't like, for example, I'm an astrologer. I don't want to serve somebody who doesn't believe in astrology. Right. So I could say, well, astrology is for everybody. Yes, it's for everybody, but it's for everybody who has an open mind. Right. So then I've already said, okay, there's my audience going down a little bit. Right. And people are so scared of niching and it's not niching. I'm just saying who I would ideally love to work with because I'm putting that manifestation out there. And then the universe is going to send me those people. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. And it's like, it's like literally a magnet. Like, and yeah. ma- turn a magnet on, right? It's it's naturally gonna repel and it's also exactly. naturally gonna attract on the other side. Exactly. And I heard somebody saying the other day, you know, they were like, every time I post on Instagram, I lose followers. Like every time mm-hmm. I post, I'm guaranteed, like I know I'm gonna see that I've lost followers. And I hear that all the time, and like it happens to me as well, right? And I'm like, yes, but see it as like these people are not for you and you're letting go to create space for the people that are for you, that will find you Yeah, the more you show up as you. Yeah. I say that all the time, that exact saying. And, and I tend to think of it as like a, a house. Like I am a, 
a home or a landing place for people to come to and they can come and go. That's okay. But when they leave, then that leaves open space for somebody else to come in who is exactly who I want to work with. But it takes me doing the work of knowing who it is that I want to call in. Yes, yes, yes. Doing that deeper dive into who they are. Yeah. Yes. Like who they are, who you are and yeah. how does it work together? Like what, what does that dynamic look like? You know? And so the way that you do that, cause I want to give people like real takeaways is to look at your seventh house, understand it so deeply because this is your relationship, one-on-one relationships with others. But what I've also found it's your one-on-one relationship to everything right? As humans, we are here to be in relationship with everything, right? Like I'm in relationship with this pen. I'm in relationship with this desk, right? I'm in relationship with money. So you think about yourself in relationship with everything and understand exactly who you are and what works well with that, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you, for, I'm looking at your chart, I've got your chart up. So you're in Aquarius in the seventh house. So it's very interesting, right? It's very futuristic. You're very progressive minded, right? You are, you're open to so many things, right? You're open to new ideas, to making the world a better place. You're really here to help expand humanity and you're doing that intellectually, right? So thinking about, would you like to work with somebody who's really stubborn, right? who's really in their energy grounded, they're hard to move, right? I'm thinking of like a Taurus in their shadow, right? You're going to be like, no, I don't have time for that. My mind is in the future. I'm like going. So either you're coming or you're going, right? So it's like, you're thinking of that sort of energy. And you're thinking about like, I'm progressive in my ideas. I've got ideas of how we can make the world a better place. So I don't, you're immediately saying, I don't want to attract this, right? And so it's like focusing on who you are in that archetype. And then embodying that full wholeheartedly, right? Because you're different in that area, right? right? Like it's, you're not like everybody else. And so thinking through, I am for the people who want to move humanity forward. I'm for the people who want to open their minds to something that doesn't exist and to be inventive, to create something new, right? And embodying that. And then people who are going to be like, Ooh, you know, like what's Haley doing? I want to go see what she's doing. Cause she's like, progressive. She's moving us forward. And I align with that mission, right? Mm. Then they can stand for something bigger with you in your mission versus you saying, well, I don't want a niche. I'm creative. Uh, and I want to, I want to just be me. It's like, no, no, no. Understand who you are. Right. I like, if you've got fire there, so give a couple examples, like I'm an Aries in that place. Right. So I'm about like, let's go, let's change. Let's do something. Let's start something. Right. So I'm going to be really good to activate people. Do I want to work with people who don't want to change as well, or who are happy doing the same old thing? No. Right. Cause when you're around me, I'm going to naturally activate you into a higher expression of yourself. Right. And because I've got that like fire that magic fire triangle, right. That we're talking about, then I'm also going to get you to express yourself authentically. Like that's part of my mission. And so I'm doing that through my business. So if you're happy, like, um, okay, I really want to work with Tony, but then you send me like, I want to look like everybody else. Then we're not an energetic match for each other. Right. And that's okay. It doesn't make any of us wrong. It doesn't make any of us right. It just says that like energetically, this is not for me. So it's all about embodying who you are in that seventh house. That wow, okay. I need to I need to look into that. It's a game changer. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I, I always want to start those like 2 a.m. conversations, like let's go, like let's talk about these like really deep things. And then I'm like, Haley, like it's 2 p.m. on a Monday, like no one else. 
<laughs> no one else has <laughs> talked about this stuff, about the future. Yeah. Of the like, like, just chill, just chill. But yeah, you're right. Like, that's like stuff I need to lean into more. Yeah, because if you embody that, then you're going to attract the people who are aligned to that as well and who also feel that way. And like you mentioned before, being on the page and like just clicking in and buying, you know, before you even know any of the details, that's what those people are going to do, right? Because they don't really care. It's like, I just know that she's progressing us forward and anything she talks about and shares is going to be something that I want to be a part of. So I'm in, right? That, that hell yes client that we talk about. Yes, yeah. exactly. And how does astrology or spirituality show up in a day-to-day kind of running of your business? Like, do you have any rituals or things you look out for in your day-to-day running of your business? Absolutely. Okay, so a couple of things. I think at a high level, I try to align my calendar to the moon. Well, not not just the moon, yeah. to all the planets. <laughs> so um, I think a lot of people may not know that the days of the week are ruled by a planet. So Monday is ruled by the moon, moon day, Tuesday is ruled by Mars, right? Wednesday is ruled by Mercury, Thursday is ruled by Jupiter, Friday is ruled by Venus, Saturday is ruled by Saturn, and Sunday is ruled by the sun. So I tried to actually plan my week in accordance with the planets, because I find that I have less resistance and more flow. So on a Monday, I know that I'm going to be in my feelings, right? I am going to be right. And and I don't subscribe. Yeah. And I don't subscribe to what society is doing, right? Because society says, start your week on a Monday, it ends on a Friday, and then you've got the weekend off that doesn't work for me. And I find that I have a lot of resistance in that. And on Mondays, I don't want to do anything. I want to just lay around all day and just chill, you know, and do whatever it is that I want to do to follow my intuition, right? Because it's ruled by the moon. And then on Tuesdays, which is ruled by Mars, I know that that's my day of action, right? So like I'm talking to you on a Tuesday, right? And I'm doing a podcast. I, I have other plans. I've got to send some emails. Like this is when I'm getting all my stuff done. Wednesday is ruled by Mercury. So I know that that's the planet of communication. So, you know, Wednesday would be a good day for me to do a podcast, or maybe I go on Instagram live on a Wednesday, or I call my best friend who I haven't talked to in a while, right? It's all about connecting communication, or maybe I take a class and I learn something on a Wednesday, right? On a Thursday, Jupiter, it's I like to do some like spiritual practices, right? Because Jupiter is a, is a very spiritual planet, but it's all about like limitless possibility. It's about luck. It's about just a deeper connection. And so sometimes I'll do something spiritual on that day specifically, or I'll focus on like doing my money practices on that day. I want to bless like my finances and things like that with lots of luck from Jupiter and, and opportunities or Yeah. Or maybe I look for opportunities on Thursday, right? Like maybe I start talking to people and talking about partnerships and things like that. So it's all about like opportunity. And then on Friday, I tend to do like something creative, right? Because that was ruled by Venus. So I might do like my content creation on Fridays, or I might like draw something or draw logos or work on something for clients, right? So, and then Saturday, like getting all my stuff done Sunday, I might actually like see people and get out, right? Of the house and do something fun. So I tend to do that. That's like a big practice in my business. And I don't schedule meetings on Mondays because of that very reason. And then from another perspective, I also take a look at my moon phase and my vitality. That's huge for me, right? Because if you don't have a lot of vitality, then you should not run your business a certain way, 
Mm-hmm. And the typical way is to run your business where you're always working on your business in and on your business, right? And you're working constantly, lots of hours, you're just putting in the work, right? And that's the typical paradigm. And that's okay. But if you have low vitality, like me, I'm born under a balsamic moon or a dark moon. And so I have very little energy. Mm -hmm. So so for me, I want to work as like the least amount of time in my business, but also make as much as I can. So I have my offers tailored in that way where I work with one client at a time right? That feels really good for my energy. Or I give myself a break in between clients. I have my business structured in that way. Or I've got monthly reoccurring income where I don't have to constantly be working on or in my business. If I have a full vitality based on like maybe I'm born under a full moon, which you are born under a full moon, you've got lots of energy, right? So (laughs) yes, Yeah. So your energy is much different, right? So like you could work five days a week and that would feel really good to you. I, for one, like to work two to three days a week, honestly, like it's a very, it's a small amount because I like to like rest the rest of the time because that's how I get in my creative flow. So I tend to look at things in that way too, of just like structuring your business in a way that feels authentic to your energy and working as much or as little as you want to, and then creating offers that support how you want to live your life. Because I think as entrepreneurs, we tend to think that like, this is our entire life and it is, but it's also not. And it's important to carve out time outside of like just working on or in your business to live life. And so for me, that's very important. So the majority of my time personally is based on living That's why I'm like not very active on social media. That's why I'm not very active in a lot of different things in my business, but I'm still making money. Right. And I'm still working with clients. I'm booked till 2023, but I'm doing it in a way that feels good and honors my body to like work two to three days a week. And then the rest of the time is for family. Wow. That is so, everything you just said is also like so intuitive about those days of the weeks. You do feel that like forcing yourself to work on a Monday doesn't feel right. I'd rather have a bath on a Monday. Yes. Yeah. So, so interesting. Yeah. I take a lot of baths on Mondays, but I think also it's important to intuitively listen to what feels best for you. Because one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is that we get to create our reality we get to sell what we want. We get to do what we want, right? And so if you want to say, I'm closed on Mondays, you can do that. And it's really nice. <laughs> so it's like feel into what feels best for you. If you've got more vitality and you're like, no, 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 I'd much rather work on a Monday. Or if you've got a family and you've got a certain schedule, right? Just lean into whatever feels best for you. But I do that from a like a business perspective. And that creates time for ritual. Right. And then, you know, I obviously also incorporate like a morning practice. That's really important to me. So like I don't do meetings before 10 o'clock, like 10 o'clock is my first meeting. And and that's just that. Right. So I get to create my own rules and I also don't do meetings after three. So creating like what works for me. Right. And it's all about my energy, because when I'm able to show up like fully rested, because I had Monday off, right? Then on Tuesday, I'm able to give you my all. But if I was burnt out, just going, well, okay, everybody else is Monday nine to five. And like, you know, everybody else is doing this in their branding and everybody else, then I'm going to constantly feel like my creative channel is blocked because I'm being somebody else. Yes. And that's not the point. Yeah, that's so much unlearning. Like when you start working for yourself, like is unlearning those corporate habits and behaviors or like feeling like, 
this is how it's always been done. I must sit at my desk from eight to five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being like the same thing. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing happens too. I've seen just like in the coaching industry of just people will replicate a creative strategy from a coach who says like, this is how you make 10,000 in your business. Right. And it's like, you've got to set this up and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And it's like, well, (laughs) what works for me and my energy, right? Like you could probably do like a course and like a one-on-one and maybe another program at the same time. For me, I personally need to do like one thing at a time, right? But it's not for everybody, right? So like, that's why it's like understanding the difference in your energy within your chart and whether you have vitality or not based on your moon phase and also your sun too, of like leaning into that. Like, is your sun in the 12th house? If it is, then you need rest, right? Mm -hmm. A lot more than somebody else who might have their sun in the sixth house. Who's like, I can work all day long. I've got tons of energy, right? So thinking through your chart as a whole and learning it like piece by piece. Wow. That was so interesting. That was incredible. (laughs) So much, Tony. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could go on for hours, but hours. Yeah. You've got your Tuesday activated. So I'll let you go and have a beautiful day. And thank you so much for your time and joining me on this. And I would love to like chat to you again and we can go into a whole nother side, maybe North nodes and South nodes. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to, because I think the North nodes are super important too. So we can always set up like a part two and dive in. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, Beautiful. Thank you for having me. It was just such a good conversation. And I hope that it inspires people to just live authentically who like how they were designed to be and just realizing that you have there's it's a process, right? It's like you're going to start with this as discovery. Hopefully this inspires you to start diving into your chart. And then, like you mentioned, there's this like unlearning and deconditioning. And then I think there's a third step of just like learning how to embody Right. And I feel like that's where I'm at. I'm like learning how to embody. I haven't fully embodied it yet, but I'm like learning slowly. So just be patient with yourself. If you're listening and feeling like, oh, this is something I definitely want to do. Start with discovery. Understand that it's a process and you'll get there and your branding will be amazing and reflect that. Beautiful. And what does embodiment look like for you? Yeah, I think to me, embodiment is both mind and body connection. Like I see it as that. So while you might learn, for example, that like, oh, I'm actually meant to express myself in a very bold way, but I've been told my whole life to like be quiet, stay small, right? Kind of fade into the background. And so you'll learn that in your like discovery phase, right? Then you'll start to decondition yourself, like I mentioned. So it's like, well, actually, I'm not supposed to just like keep quiet. I am supposed to like speak up about things. But the embodiment for me is like when your mindset and your body are accepting of both. And so it's like my mind is in agreement that like I'm supposed to express myself boldly, right? Like it's top of mind. It's not like something I think about later. It's something that I express in the moment. But also my body feels like open to express itself in that way. So I do like some embodiment practices where I get my body involved. So it could be like tapping. It could be like, I like dance and move the energy out of my body, right? So that way I can make space for this new bolder energy to come through. So then that way there's, it's an alignment. Like I believe it mentally, but my body also believes it because I think your body 
is the one who can tell you whether it's like you're fully embodying and expressing something, right? Because you can learn that I'm supposed to express myself boldly. And then you say something to somebody and then automatically your body shrinks and you're like, Ooh, that didn't feel good. Yes. Right. So it's like, you've got to get both on board to embody like, okay, you can practice it. Like sometimes I'll, I'll stay at home and I'll like, just do some like very bold practices with my body, like standing with my back, like straight, my shoulders up, like, and I'll project my voice, right? Like I just projected it so you could hear versus like, oh, hi, like my name is Tony, right? Like, cause that, then I know I'm not in my full expression when I'm in, right? So just like practicing the full embodiment of like believing it in your mind, but also believing it in your body. Amazing, beautiful. Thank you so much, Tony. Yes, it was so great. Thank you so much for having me. We'll connect soon. Thank you.